Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today is day four, deep work, integrating, embedding deep work into your routine. That's what we're talking about today on the podcast. Hey guys, uh, welcome in. Uh, My name is Kelly. I'm your host. It is my pleasure to uh, host you yet again. Another great podcast. We're in a series. If you're new, we're in a series here and we're talking about uh, deep work. This is day four. Yesterday on day three, uh, we talked about overcoming challenges to our uh, practice. And then prior to that day two, uh, we talked about strategies for cultivating deep work. And then initially on day one, we rolled out the strategies and the definitions of deep work, why it's important and what you can accomplish by understanding this concept and instituting it into your uh, processes, your daily life, your your routines. So we're going to keep moving today on day four. I'm really glad to have you guys into the podcast. I hope you're taking advantage of our most recent series and course, and that was 31 Days to New Beginning. We did that in January, and that is up on our YouTube page now. The links uh, are in our show notes. Uh, the videos are very short, and precise. The worksheets are available at your leisure. What you have to do is click on the link in the show notes, and then uh, we will email the uh, worksheets over to you. And you can use those in combination with the videos, but you can also go back if you haven't listened to them because the podcast were very comprehensive. That's what I found out. I found out that after recording this, that more than likely we should have been videoing them at the same time because it was um, superior. I would say the podcast content was superior uh, to what we were able to put down on pen, pad, paper, and on video. So go back and listen to the podcast starting on January 1 all the way to January 21. There's some great, great, great content there that can really help you jumpstart your year. If you've not done it already, it doesn't matter when you're listening to it. Uh, that uh, content works any time of the year. So if you're ready to renew, refresh, start over, go back, listen to that podcast, series of podcasts called 31 Days to new beginnings. Today, however, we're going to go a step further because we're building on that. We're talking about deep work. And the prerequisite, of course, to day four is day three, day two, day one. You need to understand what we're talking about. So go back, start at day one and build all the way up. We only have five days in this particular course, in this particular series. So it's not a whole lot, but it is uh, important that you go back because I'm not going to have a lot of time today to go into definitions of deep work. You need to go back to day one, take a listen to that and come on and catch up with us. All you guys, old timers who've been here since day one, thank you guys so much. 
taking a sip here before my throat gets dry. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. You guys are great. I really do appreciate it. I see the numbers uh, continually uh, growing. So I know you guys are sharing uh, the content with your with your friends and associates. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. So we're on day four of a five day series and we're talking about deep work. Today, we're going to talk about how to embed this, how to make it a part of you. We've we've understood what it is. We understand it's important, and we believe that this practice can help us be more productive. So how do we do it? We talked about it already, but how do we embed it? We've overcome challenges yesterday, and today we're talking about some things that are going to help us to embed this into our routine. Embed suggests that it is not even seen. I I gave you guys the example of my diet. Uh, For those of you who practice a certain type of diet, different from the mainstream, whether it's veganism, uh, any sort of plant-based diet, or even on top of that, maybe you do like I do. And on top of you being vegan and plant-based and pescatarian, whatever you are, you also practice intermediate fasting. So those are layers on top of layers. And if it's embedded, if it's a part of your routine, part of your life, it simply is your lifestyle. Okay, Uh, diets are not lifestyle. Diets are diets. Your diet, what you eat on a regular basis every day without even thinking about it, that is your lifestyle. This is simply how you eat. So now we're talking about how do we work? It's simply how we work. It's simply how we approach tasks. It's simply how we approach our lives. We understand uh, that a uh, uh, uninterrupted Focal point for us is going to produce maximum results. So we're going to do what we can in order to institute that within our processes, within our routines, within our lives. So here we go. How do we embed it? During the research, I ran across a couple of things. A lot of the stuff, you know, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. There are a couple of things I'm going to point out that I don't think is common knowledge. All right. So how do we embed this? First thing we're talking about you know, breaking our work down into, you know, smaller, more manageable chunks. This concept is not new to you because we've talked about it before, where we've talked about doing the Pomodoro sessions and breaking your work down. When you go into the deep work, it's no different. It's no different because you're not going to be able to uh, work for four hours straight. I think you realize that. So what can you do? Number one, you can come to the table prepared, meaning you laid out what you want to do the night before, those items that you want to accomplish, and they're broken down into more manageable chunks. So that's number one. Number two is something called harnessing a flow state. So we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about that. But what is it? One, it's identifying activities or tasks that really resonate with you. Uh, consistently induce a flow state, things that resonate with you when you experience deep immersion and effortless concentration. So there, there are some things that you're so interested in, so passionate about, nobody has to convince you to work on them, right? It, 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 there are some things that you really love to do that if you were given enough time, you probably do it all day. You do it for free and you do it really well. These activities could include uh, creative pursuits, problem-solving challenges, or tasks that align with your strengths and your interests. So what you want to do is structure your day to prioritize these types of flow-inducing tasks, the flow states. 
They're going to keep you energized and mentally alert, mainly because you're passionate about it and you really want to do it. So by captivating on natural peaks, this flow state in uh, cognitive performance, you can enhance your productivity overall and your overall efficiency as well while you're in your deep work endeavor. Okay, more to come on that. We're going to talk in detail about harnessing that flow state today. We already talked about the next one, which is environmental optimization. We talked about it in great detail on days two and three. I'm not going to go into great detail about it, but make sure you're in a clutter-free space and make sure you've optimized those spaces to fit your needs. You know what type of chair that's going to be comfortable and not make you sleepy. You know not to bring your dogs if they can't be still for four hours, et cetera, et cetera. Yesterday, we talked in great detail about the next one, which is mindful tasks. And, and today we're calling it mindful task switching, which means embrace this concept of strategic task switching, switching, where you alternate between periods of deep work and brief intervals of rest or relaxation. OK, again, you can't go through all the four hours without taking a break. I'm not promoting that. So rather than viewing breaks as unproductive downtime, treat them as essential parts of the task. Opportunities to recharge, opportunities to rejuvenate your mental faculties before you go into the next task. They're part of the process. So just do a little experiment mindfully in terms of your techniques. You may not need a complete 10 minutes, maybe two or three minutes is all you need before you go into the next. But mindful task switching. Don't think of downtime as wasted time. Think of it as essential parts of the process. And the last thing is adaptive planning. So in many ways, we talked about this as well. Adaptive planning is uh, suggestive of flexible approaches to how you accomplish this deep work scheduling. Okay, when you start off, it may not be exactly the way that you thought it would be. I'm suggesting to you, you start in the morning. Maybe you do that. You say, Kelly, you know what? I just find my mornings are so much more busy. My afternoons are much freer. No one in the house. Everybody's at school or at work. I have some downtime and I'm able to complete a three, four hour deep work session from 11 to three before I go get my kids from school. So this is adaptive planning. Allow for spontaneity uh, and changes based on your circumstances. It's not a one size fits all. Okay, so that included the research that I did, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to spend a little bit more time on harnessing the flow state. And one additional piece I'm going to do as well. Have you heard of something called Parkinson's Law? Parkinson's Law. It's a principle uh, that states work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Work expands to fill the actual time available for its completion. In other words, tasks will often take up all of the time that you allocate for them, regardless of their actual complexity or importance. This is a mental construct. You're listening to a podcast called Rethink. So I'm going to challenge you to think about what I'm saying. Parkinson's law is a principle that states works the work or the task itself expands to fill the time available for its completion. So this phenomenon suggests that setting shorter deadlines or time constraints can actually increase your efficiency and your overall productivity by encouraging you to focus and to complete the task even quicker. So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. If I dedicate an hour 
to a particular task. It's like, okay, I got an extra hour. I'm going I'm to go and do this. Whether it, it really should take me an hour or not, I have suggested to myself an hour is the time I'm giving it. And for whatever reason, I'm going to use that hour, whether I need the whole hour or not. Parkinson's law highlights the importance of managing time effectively and setting realistic deadlines. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's an offer we thought you'd be interested in. Are you looking to develop and create stunning coursework? Uh, Launch your stunning academy website in a snap. You can choose from among 50 plus designer made, ready to go, industry specific site templates to launch your website fast and with confidence. It's very simple, very powerful. They're flexible courses. You can wave goodbye to dull educational content. There are countless ways to package and distribute your learning content. Create listed or private courses that can be paid or free courses, or you can drip feed your content to build and to nurture your audience the way that you want. You can create compelling and interactive courses, leverage the most rich library of learning activities, and undoubtedly the most customizable course player in the market to build flexible learning experiences to keep your listeners engaged. And lastly, be the boss of your content and design your final course product exactly as you envision it. Preview it as you build it in real time. Get it up and running fast than you ever have imagined. Why don't you go down the show notes, guys, today and uh, click on Learns World. If you're interested in building courses that matter, you can monetize, create memberships, create courses, and create passive income for yourself. So support our sponsor, Learns World. Helping you to avoid what? Procrastination. And helping you to be most proficient and efficient with your time. So we're going to talk about that as well. Harnessing a flow state and Parkinson's law. So let's go. The flow state involves intentionally engaging in activity or tasks that facilitate deep immersion, heightened focus, optimum performance things. These are usually things that you get into, you're passionate about, things you want to do. But if they're not, there are ways to create flow states around things that you have to do. For example, identifying flow-inducing activities. Flow-inducing activities include writing, coding, painting, playing a musical instrument, solving puzzles, engaging in sports or physical activities. You you hear a lot of um, athletes talk about they were just in a flow state. And even certain work-related tasks can also be considered, you know, flow states, tasks that align with your strength and your interests. Again, things that you're very strong in. If you're very uh, logical, uh, um, uh, mathematical mind type person, you may have a task ahead of you of completing a budget for your region, you know, for your territory. And that's a task, although it's meaty, it's something you look forward to doing because you're good at it. And so once you get going, if people leave you alone, you can really jump in there and get get it done. Okay. So reflect on your past experiences where you felt completely absorbed in a particular task, whatever it is. Uh, You can lose track of time. That's an indicator of you're in a flow state. That happens to me a lot. 
and you can experience effortless concentration. You're just in there. I, I'm I'm that way about you know video and 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 creating content. You know, I if, if no one comes and knocks at my door for you know phone doesn't go off, I can sit and create stuff, you know, ad nauseum. So that is inducing flow state activities. Now, the se- second thing you have to do here is to set clear goals and feedback mechanisms. How do you set clear goals and feedback mechanisms? So let's define specific achievable goals for activities that you're engaging in, whether it's completing a chapter of writing, if you're a writer, content creator, mastering a new chord progression on the guitar, you're going to use your deep work to do your practice uninterrupted. You're, you know, you've got a concert coming up or some sort of uh, um, uh, content that you're putting out. And also solving a complex problem. This is work-related type stuff. Clear objectives provide direction and motivation. It also helps to guide your focus. So incorporate or build in feedback mechanisms that offer real-time information on your progress, on your performance. This could include tracking your word count. If you're a writer, for example, this could include monitoring your heart rate if you are exercising. This could include receiving immediate feedback on your coding errors if you are coding. Timely feedback helps to maintain momentum and it allows you to course correct while you're in the process and as needed. So the second part was clear goals and feedback mechanisms. How else can we induce a flow state? Optimize challenge and skill levels. Optimize challenge and skill levels. Strive to find for yourself the optimum balance between the challenge level of the task and your skill set. It's going to be very frustrating, for example, if you take on a task that is um, too hard or too easy. Well, it's going to be really frustrating if it's too hard. It's too easy. You may find yourself bored or disengaged and i.e., you know, your mind wanders. Conversely, if it's too difficult, you may feel overwhelmed and frustrated and not really make a lot of progress. So continuously adjust the level of your challenge to match your current skill set. And having said that, continue to feed into your skill set so that you can match additional challenges from the task, gradually increasing the difficulty as you as your proficiency improves is the optimum formula. You don't want your proficiency to go up and the task challenge to go down. You don't want the task challenge to go up and your proficiency or your skill set level has not matched it as well. You want to ensure that when you enter into your deep work state, you're not solving world hunger. All right. You're 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 the 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 issue is much closer. All right. So the next thing. How else can we engage in harnessing a flow state? Eliminate the distractions and create focus. We sort of already talked about that, but let's take it to the next level. Minimize any external distractions that you can that's going to disrupt your concentration. This may involve, uh, as we talked about, boundaries, setting boundaries, having a dedicated workspace. Uh, Cultivate internal focus by practicing mindful techniques. You guys know this already. Deep breathing, visualization quiets the mind uh, and it enhances concentration. So if you are like me sometimes in such a rush to get going and some of these more subtle practices you allow 
to go undone, like breathing exercises or being meditative or mindful before you enter into your deep work, just know these things are important. Again, deep breathing and visualization help to quiet the chatter in your mind and they help to enhance your concentration. You're getting ready to go into a period of deep focus. So what do you need? A focused, quiet mind and enhanced concentration. So my point is, don't forego the smaller, more, you know, um, the, the soft skill piece here where we're talking about visualization breathing. Make sure you're still doing that and stay committed to it. Lastly, immerse yourself. Be committed to immersing yourself directly into the task. Already beforehand, whatever the task is, these four hours, I'm jumping into this. I'm dedicated to it. And we're going to get it done. So enhance your mindset uh, by by just being totally committed to the task and being totally ready to immerse yourself into it. Uh, Surrender to the process without attaching any type of outcome. I'll say it again. Surrender to the process without attaching any sort of outcome or some sort of external pressure. Obviously, we're going into this to to be proficient, to be productive and and efficient overall. Uh, But we don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be. We could completely finish the task and start a new one and finish that. Or we could get really deep into almost completing one task. We don't know. But engage in it. Be fully immersed and try your best not to attach to any particular outcome. Allow yourself to become completely absorbed in the task at hand, losing awareness of time, self-consciousness, and any distractions. All right, so that is how you harness a flow state. Most of the time we're in flow states, we do lose sense of of time and, and our surrounding because we're just working, we're just working. Next, let's jump over to Parkinson's Law. How do we leverage Parkinson's Law? Uh, It involves using the principles that work to expand, uh, to fill time allotted for its completion to your advantage. Again, leveraging Parkinson's Law involves using the principle that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion to your advantage. Let's use that to your advantage. How do we do that? Well, let's set specific deadlines. Break down your task again into smaller, more manageable components. Be specific about each task until it's completed. Whether it's at the end of the day or a certain hour or whatever, avoid setting overly broad or vague deadlines. We actually want to go the other way around. We want to set, let's say, for example, if I say, okay, it's going to take me an hour to do this. I'm going to say now it's going to take me 45 minutes. And let's say I complete that task in 45 minutes. I just made myself 15 minutes. I can use that 15 minutes doing something else. That feeds into the next idea, which is to create artificial time constraints. This is really the part I wanted to talk to you about, because I don't know if you've thought about this. But given Parkinson's law, what if you created artificial time constraints? What does this mean? Introduce artificial time limits or constraints to your challenge. Challenge yourself to complete these tasks in a more efficient way. Here's an example. If you typically spend an hour drafting an email, challenge yourself to do it in 30 minutes. Yes, an email shouldn't take an hour, but let's say it's a very important email. Just an example. If it only takes you 30 minutes instead, this sense of urgency can sharpen your focus, number one, and it can prevent unnecessary delays. You don't need a whole hour and do an email. 
But let's say you did normally, and now you say you're going to do it in 30 minutes. You just made up 30 minutes, and in giving yourself only 30 minutes to do it, you're more focused, you can get it done and out of the way. You know about Pomodoro techniques and different things to capture your time and to monitor your time. So use those as you are breaking these um, uh, uh, tasks down and that you are creating artificial time constraints. The next three things are relatively simple and you know them already. One is prioritizing your tasks effectively. The next is breaking the tasks into chunks, which we've already talked about. And the last is holding yourself accountable. Let's talk about holding yourself accountable. Um, some of us are harder on ourselves than we need to be. Most of us are. From a realistic standpoint, the bottom line is we need to hold ourselves accountable to the um, program, the task, the process that we're setting up. And in this case, we're talking about entering into deep work states where we're going to be breaking down our task into manageable chunks. And then we're going to be creating time constraints to ensure that we're holding to our time slots. Uh, let's continue to journal. Let's continue to um, identify areas of for improvement and hold ourselves accountable. This is the only way that we're going to be able to determine regularly if this is working for us. So regularly reviewing your task list, determining which ones you actually met in terms of your deadlines. Ensures that you stay on track. Ensures that this was working. We just don't want to undertake something all willy-nilly and then do it haphazardly in, in, in just, you know, a non-conclusive way. What is the point of that? We want to ensure that from a scientific standpoint, we're doing things that are benefiting us. Because remember, our goal is to increase our productivity and overall efficiency. Listen to this podcast again. Not very long. Listen to the podcast again. You're going to hear things in different ways. Begin today to um, set your constraints, tighten them up. Those are the creating the artificial time constraints. Begin today to think a little bit more about harnessing your flow states and things that you can do to make uh, that flow state a little easier for you. And then just think about the, you know, the, the, uh, what we talked about, the Parkinson's law. Think about the fact that all this time you've been doing things in a certain way. And the truth of the matter is that your work, you've allotted a certain time and it's going to take that time. So let's allot less time. Let's create. Let's think of it that way. Let's create more time for ourselves. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I hope you learned something. I did. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to conclude this series on tomorrow where we're going to be talking about how to sustain all this. How do we keep all this going? All this deep work concept going. Thanks, guys. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. 
Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.